From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Well, hey guys, welcome to this very special episode of the Screeners Podcast. My name's Chris. This is Chad. And I'm Daniel. And we're back again to talk all things media. We're really excited to dive into this special episode. This is the three of us today, but uh, we, we, we have a lot to say, I think. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, before we dive in, I just wanted to let all of you know that if you want to give us some feedback on the podcast as a whole, or maybe the episode that you're currently listening to, go over to our Facebook page and leave us a comment. That will help us make this podcast the best it possibly can be. We really would appreciate uh, your input. All right, guys, we're going to jump straight in to jump cuts. Jump cut. Jump cut. Cut, cut, cut. Jump cut. All right, guys, a few years ago, I heard about a service called MoviePass. And at the time, it was kind of being floated around as a Netflix, but for actual theater tickets that so you could go and see a movie, you know, as many times as you wanted to and uh, be able to take advantage of that and, and uh, get tickets for cheap. Now, I tried to sign up for it at the time, but at the time, there was limited availability for theaters, and so none of the theaters in my area actually serviced the MoviePass uh, club. Uh, but one of our screeners has actually been able to take advantage of MoviePass, and since that time, MoviePass has grown. And so we thought we might want to let our audience know about this service, if it's good. I don't know. It may be terrible. But uh, Daniel's going to kind of let us know what his experience has been with MoviePass, what it is, uh, what it might be for you, and then you can go and see if it might be a good idea for you and your family. So, Daniel, tell us about MoviePass. What is it, and, and how does it work? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I've had MoviePass now. I'm I'm closing in. I'm I'm finishing up my second month with MoviePass. So um, I've been using it and uh, been experimenting a lot with it. And first and foremost, MoviePass is not something for average moviegoers. If you only go occasionally to the theater, just forget it outright. Basically, what it is, Daniel, uh, hang on a second. What is what is occasionally go to the theater? What is that like? Is that only, only like once in a while or yeah? Like if once you only go. Once or twice a month, even still not okay. for you. Um, gotcha. So basically, okay. the way the way it works is you pay thirty five dollars a month for the pass, thirty five dollars mm-hmm. a month, and you can go up to one movie per day for the entire month. So that's about thirty or thirty or thirty one movies per month. So if t- movie tickets are often you know what ten fifteen dollars per ticket yeah. usually. So that equates to you know do the math. It's about three four movies depending on how much you normally pay when you go. So for people like me, I go see a lot of movies. I definitely surpass that four to five a month. So for me, uh, when I looked at the price, I did the math, and I was like, hey, you know, I think this might be something that I could use. For the past two months, it has certainly saved me money. Um, I have definitely seen more movies than uh, it would have cost me uh, to pay for this movie pass. So for me, I've loved it. I have seen... Uh, my first month, I saw seven movies, and so it definitely paid for itself. I saved, I've saved money doing that. And this month, uh, I've got, a, I think, a week or two left in this month, and I've already seen seven movies. So, so, um, so you're like so, the guy that uh, the the fitness uh, centers and gyms don't make money on. You're the one that actually yes. buys the pass and then actually yeah, uses exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. How, how does it actually work? So you, do you use an app, I'm guessing, and then you do you buy the, do you, or do you reserve the tickets 
that way can you get into like Friday night? Is there any catch at all with this? Or there is it are, just... there are a few catches. So let me go okay. over those catches here. You can use it once per day. So you can't right. just go on a marathon. And actually that's sort of a complaint of mine actually, because um, you know, I work obviously throughout the week. And so um I can really only use this on the weekends. Whereas I might want to see I, I could see, you know, maybe a double feature on a afternoon and get a little more use out of the movie pass um i can't do that right because i can only see one movie per day so that's that might be a complaint i I think i would rather it be just you have 30 movies for the month you use it as you will um yeah yeah yeah. but uh, but anyway so that's one complaint second thing uh no 3d and no imax for me i do wish i had imax so that's a little bit of a bummer uh but the 3d i don't care too much about so I uh, i agree yeah so you know, uh, some people might care more about that than I do, but for me, it doesn't bother me. Third catch. So the way it actually works, the way it physically works is you cannot buy tickets ahead of time. Um, oh. so that is a big deal for me, actually. That is um, one of my biggest complaints. You can only buy tickets the day of, and you have to physically go to the theater to purchase the ticket. The uh, reason okay. That, the reason for that is uh, basically the, the procedure is you go on the app, you find the time that you want to go to the theater and with when you're within 100 yards of the theater so when you're there you click check in uh, and so you check into the to the theater and then it the app loads money onto your movie pass which is actually a credit card um, it's an actual credit card um, and so it just loads on the exact amount that you need because you've checked in uh, and it loads on the exact amount and you swipe it just like a credit card so it's um it's interesting so so yeah um, so, so, but so do you when you go to the theater, you load up the Movie Pass app, and it what has like a QR code there, or do you actually? How do you get your physical ticket from? Yeah, the... you you literally purchase it just like you would normally purchase a ticket. You go up with your credit card because all you do with the app is you click a button that says check in, and what that does is it loads money on a credit card. It's literally a physical. Just like your MasterCard or whatever. Oh, it's you have actual, a MoviePass credit card. Yes, it's literally a credit card. And so, oh. um, but you can't use it for anything else because you it has zero dollars on it until you click check in. Then it loads on the, you know, 1050 or whatever the movie is. And then you make is. a run for it with that 1163 <laughs> and you're rich. Exactly. So That's um, crazy. That is, yeah, so that it's, is... it's really interesting. Um, the problems that that creates um, for Suicide Squad... I couldn't do a Thursday night screening because they were pretty much all sold out. I mean, I could have gotten maybe a front row ticket or something like that, but they were mostly sold out. I couldn't buy tickets until I could have gone to the theater like in the morning and gotten a ticket if I wanted to. There are no blackout times. You can see wow. a movie whenever you want as long as the tickets aren't sold out. So Right, um, exactly. And you, you, you have to physically – now, I've got a question for this. Like can you yeah. go – okay, so you can only be the day of. Right. Oh, Only man. the day yeah. off, yeah. So let me ask yeah. you this. Yeah. So then it sounds like I, I think I, you've already answered it, but like uh, if you're part of a rewards or a loyalty program, that would still work because you're in essence just using a credit card, right? Yes, it does. And so I, I have – I go to – the two theaters I go to, go to most often are a Regal and an AMC, and I have rewards at both. Right. And so I'm actually still earning like free tickets and stuff like that right. and free popcorn and whatever So because I am – yeah, you're right. I am physically buying a ticket And still. like for reserve seating and all that, you still do that at the time that you check in anyway. You just can't do it early. Exactly. So that's, for me, that's a bummer because any time yeah, no before Movie Pass, um, all the theaters around me, all of them that I go to are reserved 
uh, seat theaters. Right. And so generally I would, uh, the night before I would say, Hey, I'm going to go to a movie in the morning. And then I would, uh, buy my ticket and I'd have the best seat in the house because I bought it ahead of time. So I can't do that anymore. Right. So for me, I still get great seats except for things like suicide squad or, you know, the huge, huge movies. Yeah, but we still went on Saturday morning. Uh, we went on Saturday to a, an eleven twenty screening of Suicide Squad and got really good seats. So it seems you know. like this would be, and you were right, Daniel, saying this is not for people that don't go to the movies a lot. But right. it does seem like for the I don't. This is probably not fair to say it, but like the second tier kinds yeah. of movies that you may or may not see in the theater, this would maybe entice you to go see it in the theater. Yeah, and, yeah, and also it, maybe the, even like the big ticket ones that have been in the theater for like two weeks, you can get into a... a you, you, it's, not, you, it's not a good thing if you want to go see the big hot ticket no. on the Friday night opening. It's not yeah, going right. to probably work Like when work we did Force well Awakens, we bought our IMAX reserve seats like a right. month and a half. Of yeah, course. Same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. But, but you know, that's a very small portion of movies, right? Very small. Um, and so I have seen, um, like I said, I am, of course, not the average moviegoer. I see way more movies than, than most anybody. But, you know, I've seen movies that I might not have paid for. I might have felt like I was wasting my money, you know? Like, I went to see Secret Life of Pets with this one, okay? And, you know, it's like... I probably, even though it got good reviews, it's like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I want to spend my money on it. I'm not going to love it, but I did because I had movie passes, you know, it's, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's free basically. Uh, you know, it's just included. So I, I've, I've seen a lot more movies than I otherwise would have. Right. Um, right. so one other That's question cool. for you, Daniel. So on the, on the website, which by the way, for people listening at home is moviepass.com. Uh, it says in theater starting at fourteen ninety nine a month, and then of course it says prices may vary by location. But how does the pricing structure work? That's I haven't been on the website in a month. Uh, that's fourteen ninety nine a month is actually news to me. Um, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's probably uh, like a one one ticket a month or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I just logged on right now. I don't know what that is. Too and, late. And for you on the uh, for you at home, their website is really really bad. It really is. They really need to work on their website. It's not clear what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to click on. So that yeah, did worry me. They don't even tell you how much it cost. Like even yeah. when you download the app, you can't because I just did. Um, I couldn't. First of all, I couldn't find the app when I searched it in the, the yeah. app store. I don't know if they've removed it. Um, I don't know what the deal is, but I already had it loaded on my my phone from the last time a couple of years ago. I hadn't ever deleted it, but it doesn't even when when I load the app, it doesn't even tell me how much it costs per month. It's very yeah. strange. It's it's really bad. Um, and and actually, so there's um, I, see, you're right. I don't even know what this fourteen ninety nine thing a month is, and I can't figure out what it is. <laughs> so so that's really bad. This they really need to fix that. For yeah. me, um, there are when I was signing up, there were two options. One is thirty five dollars a month that I paid for, um, and that is month to month, meaning I could cancel it at any time. So the the benefit to that being. If in September there aren't that many movies I want to see, I just literally do the math. I say, okay, I want to see this one, this one, and this one. How much does it cost per ticket? Okay, it's either you know either the thirty-five dollars a month is going to be worth it or not. You know, so you can right. just yeah, tally yeah. it up and cancel. Uh, I could cancel it for September and re-sign up for October. So that's thirty-five dollars a month. There's also a thirty-dollar a month level that is uh, a year-long commitment. You can't cancel, or I'm sure there's some kind of cancellation fee. But yeah, and so that saves you five dollars a month, which I'm actually thinking about switching to because I, for me, I don't see a reason that I want to cancel. I, I'm really happy with the service. So cool. But yeah, I'm very curious what this fourteen ninety fourteen ninety nine a month is. Um, they man, I'm I'm gonna maybe write to Movie Pass and tell them to get their get their crap together because um 
Man, it's really that, that bad. should be your exact language. Hey guys, get your crap. But <laughs> <laughs> right. really, I love their service. I wish, I wish, and their app so isn't you, the best either. So you feel like the process, though, because the thing that's kept me from doing this, because I like Chris a couple of years ago when this first came out, I was like, this will change my life. But I didn't have enough theaters around, and even still, where I am, there's really there's only one theater that's in my town. The other two are about thirty minutes away. But it just so happens that it is the theater where I see 90% of my movies. So I think yeah. it may work for me, but uh, I am curious. You, you would say that the process in general works pretty seamlessly. It does. Like I said, my, my only complaints are you can't reserve seats uh, ahead of time and you can't uh, buy tickets until the day of. Um, other than that, I'm really happy with it. Yeah, so it's it's a little clunky to get signed up because their website sucks. But once you're signed up, I'm – I'm. I really am. Am happy with it. I think I'm going to stick with it for quite a long time. That's cool. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, if uh, you're listening out there and you decide to give Movie Pass a try, let us know how uh, it yeah. goes for you. I may actually sign up and just try it out because, like you said, if I pay the money for a month, I probably will be incentivized to go out and see more yeah. movies. Definitely. So I would, make, um, I would definitely save money on this for sure. There's no doubt. Yeah. So movie it just pass, seems if a little... you're listening to us and you want us to try this out for you, we're happy. <laughs> just send us Seriously. Not Daniel, though. He's awesome. already grandfathered in. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, if that's all we want to talk about, let's go ahead and move on into our main event. Welcome to the main event. For tonight's main event, we review Suicide Squad. It's taken some work, but I finally have him. The worst of the worst. I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet who I think can do some good. They're bad guys. Exactly. Suicide Squad. Oh, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna hurt you. Really, really. IMDB description of Suicide Squad is as follows. A secret government agency recruits a group of imprisoned supervillains to execute dangerous black ops missions in exchange for clemency, which inevitably leads to chaos. So, uh, no big secret (laughs) here that Batman vs. Superman is one of the great disappointments of my film-going life. Uh, uh, Wow. Yeah, of my film-going life. life, Not my life. life. My film-going life. Okay, your whole uh, film-going life. Yes. That's, that's insane. Yes, wow. All is. right. Uh, and that is primarily because I am a devout collector of DC Comics from the time that I was uh, early teenage all the way through college. And then even some into my first few years working, I still had a file at the local comic store I'd pick up every week. I've spent tons of money on comics and primarily DC Comics. So – I really do have an affinity for that universe, for that world, and it's been very difficult for me to see the quality of the films, in my opinion, that have been released recently in this DC universe because I want them to be so good. 
And so I have to be honest when I say that I was, on the one hand, I was excited about Suicide Squad, but considering BVS, I was also kind of worried. So I, what I'd like to do uh, to talk about this, first of all, I'll say it's directed by David Ayer, who is known for writing Training Day. Uh, he directed End of Watch. He wrote and directed Fury, the Tank movie. I don't know how familiar you, you guys were with, with those films, but... It is an interesting choice because he is more of a grounded kind of action director, which seems to fit within the zeitgeist that DC is trying to create. But at the same time, we have some marketing that leads us to believe that maybe it's more funny, more fun, if you will. So my question to you guys is, after seeing Suicide Squad, we all saw it in the last couple of days. This is opening weekend. It's going to make a ton of money. It's breaking August records. I think the last, we're recording on Sunday, I think the last thing I saw said it was going to make around $130 million just this weekend. So there's no doubt that it's making good money. So my question would be to you guys would be this. How does this stack up in the DC Universe so far, in your opinion, and Give me your general thoughts about Suicide Squad. Were they able to pull off this dynamic of fun versus action versus serious? Uh, and how did it hit you? And let's let's start with Daniel. Daniel, what did you think about the universe, how this compares, and what do you think specifically about the movie? How does it compare to the universe? So I wasn't in love with Batman versus Superman, nor was I in love with Man of Steel. But there were elements of those that I that I enjoyed for Suicide Squad. Well, for it's it's hard to it's hard to compare to Batman versus Superman because there were moments in Suicide Squad that I truly loved. Didn't just like that I loved. Um, Suicide Squad has some of the most promising, unique, inventive, and original original elements that I've ever seen in a comic book movie or superhero movie. There's so much there that is great and truly amazing. Um, but that's also why this movie makes me so mad because it, it as well because at the same time as there's all that originality, there are so there's so much that's bland and unoriginal along with it. I'll start with the good stuff. Um, for the most part, the characters are awesome. Um, obviously, everybody you know everybody always talks about Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Yes, they're the standouts. Um, I also love Diablo and Captain Boomerang. I thought they were great. But a lot of the characters are great. They're not only performed well but they're like well used well written well directed just all around everything with those characters is fantastic in my opinion but while those characters are great it also had some god awful characters some just terrible terrible awful characters uh most notably is enchantress she was just horrible from beginning to end performed bad written annoyingly um just everything was terrible which leads me into uh, the, my biggest problem with the film. It had no plot. The movie had no point. The whole point of this movie, really, was just to introduce us to these characters, which I, was fine because I love these characters, so I enjoyed the introduction of the characters. Um, but outside of that, it was like, okay, now what? And they had this uh, idea of catching this main villain. I won't get into spoilers, but but in reality, there was no plot. Um, it, there, were, there was no point to this movie. We weren't even made aware of the plot until about an hour in or the attempted at plot. Uh, it was just, it was a joke. I don't know. I just, uh, there was so much good in this movie. Um, there, the, the humor is fantastic. The characters are fun to watch. So I truly loved 
50% of this movie I was really, really, really into. Um, and then the other 50% I was really, really disappointed with and, and, and actually angry at because of how much it let me down. It felt like there were two, two writers on this movie. I know it's not the case, but it felt like there were two writers. One had this wrote all these amazing creative hilarious moments and then the other writer was like yeah but all these other superhero movies have blue portals in the sky and a bunch of gray men uh and and faceless hordes and a boring villain and all this other garbage so so let's just forget all that it was just it was so disappointing seriously i i I can't believe that that we've come across another superhero movie with a blue portal in the sky and faceless gray hordes i swear i'm gonna (laughs) lose my mind i mean i mean it, it made me so angry when i saw that that physically in the in the theater i was i was upset because the rest of the movie was so promising so it's hard for me to get an opinion because there's there's two I, there's two separate movies here that we're given so i i don't know i think it's even though a lot of it is disappointing i still recommend seeing this movie because so much of it is great so yeah so compared to batman versus superman i think i would still pick suicide squad because i loved moments in in suicide squad whereas i only enjoyed mildly a couple moments in batman versus superman so let's calm down there daniel there's no question that you would anybody would pick this up batman come on now. okay so that's uh that's interesting that's a that's a recommend non-recommend daniel's playing the 50 yard line kind of right down yeah. the middle yeah, uh, yeah okay what about you chris uh how do you think that this movie compares to some of dc's films up to this point and what did you think overall of suicide squad well okay and hang on just a second now we're talking about this n- new dc uh cinematic universe right not nolan verse right correct or are we or, no, okay, let's not get crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. yeah, as I was say, I, I'm sorry, but there's no right. comparison between these 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 universes. Sure. And hold on, um, Chris, I'm sorry. Before you get going, too, I should also say this movie is being eviscerated by the yeah. critics again. I think it's currently yeah. at like a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it seems like there's a, a decent amount of anger and hatred toward this movie. Well, this is interesting. Um, it's, yeah. So, yeah. It's equivalent. It has the exact same Rotten Tomato score as Batman versus Superman, by the way. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here, that, yeah, that's and, interesting. So go ahead. And it's starting to, it's, yeah, and 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 even some some podcasters who I respect have eviscerated it as well. Uh, like Jeff Kanata from the Totally Rad Show. I'm sure some of you are familiar with uh, with him. He hated this movie. I mean, he went on a rampage on Twitter about it. Just really, just uh, not not very happy with the result of it. Here's the deal for me. Okay, so. Uh, unlike the rest of the universe, I actually quite enjoyed uh, Man of Steel. I did. I, I liked Batman versus Superman quite a bit, and so Suicide Squad was was this little movie that I have a feeling that they didn't expect to really do much with. They kind of put it at the end of the summer. It was more meant to kind of you know see if they could get away with something goofy like Guardians of the Galaxy for Marvel, and they just were kind of not really putting a whole lot of faith behind that movie. And I think when they saw the reaction to the original trailer that leaked from Comic-Con two years ago uh, for Suicide Squad, I think the studio started to freak out because they realized that the trailer that they showed uh, had a a feeling and emotion that perhaps the the movie that was going to be coming out did not have. And watching this movie, I could almost feel the studio's intervention. I I actually quite enjoyed this movie just like... um, you did, Daniel. I, I I liked it. There there were some amazing bits. I love all these characters. I want to hang out with them more. I want to kind of. I, I'd rather this be a television series. If I'm being completely honest, this feels more like a TV series 
than it does a movie. And just because of the fact, like you said, there isn't really a plot. It's just kind of a, a bunch of scenes strung together. You could feel, though, that like the studio said, you know what, the trailer did really well, and it had this song in it, so you need to have that song at this exact point in yeah. time. And David Ayer is like, oh, come on, are you, are you serious? And they're like, and apparently, too, Jared Leto, who played the Joker, said a lot of his scenes were cut because, you know, they're a little bit more, I think, dark than people thought this movie was going to be. You know, Joker was supposed to be, at one point, I was supposed to be, like, actually hitting Harley Quinn, uh, and audiences didn't react well to that. It was a little too, like, oh, this is supposed to be a comic book movie. Um, and so I think what happened was David Ayers had, like, this this concept that he was allowed to go do, and he was pretty much finished with, and then the studio said, ooh, we're not too sure about Batman versus Superman, all this stuff. Here, you need to add in this for the DC Universe. You need to add in this music. You need to have this plot device. You need to shuffle these things around. And you could just feel, especially like the the first 30 minutes of this movie, just introduced every single character. And it was, it was, it could have been silly and fun, but I just felt like they 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 didn't do a very good job of, 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 peppering all that stuff in in a way that was effective and really fun because by the end of that I was like okay let's just let's get to what the point is let's let's get these guys together there the, the way that they got together uh, was really weird like I feel like there was a couple of scenes missing there because like they're all like no I don't want to join the squad and then a scene later they're all in ready to rock and roll and there's not really a whole lot of like you know transition between no we're not doing this to pulling the trigger and saying all right let's go ahead and get started so there were just so many just kind of like it felt like it, this movie was in constant like um uh, hit the gas and then the brakes and then hit the gas and then the brakes and hit the gas and then the brakes but along the way i mean i really enjoyed a lot of these characters jared leto's joker i i really liked um, quite a bit, actually. Like, I, I thought he did an, a freaking awesome job, and I wish that we would have seen more of him. There's a music video that just came out that has him in it, and uh, he probably has more screen time in that music video than he does uh, in the uh, in the movie itself. So, you know, it, it, Will Smith was awesome. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. really great. I mean, it should have been a Will Smith movie. There were just there were some things in there that just kind of worked. Batman was great in this movie. I really liked his presence uh, in the film. Anyway, it just it just it felt like something that was meddled with, and it became a little bit of a mess. But I enjoyed it. So that's kind of what my 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 reviews. People have been asking me, "Did you like Suicide Squad?" And I always pause, and I'm like, "Well, it's a little bit of a mess." But I enjoyed it. Uh, and so I think that's my review. Suicide is a, is a mess, but it's enjoyable. And uh, yeah, I think I, I think uh, it's it's definitely something uh, that I wish they would have not done so much meddling in. I am completely surprised that you and Daniel both like this movie. That's a that's sarcasm uh, hashtag. I, 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 couldn't, uh, I couldn't detect it. Couldn't tell, huh? So I, um, you know, my, my thing, whenever we record just the three of us i know that i'm always outnumbered by the by the optimists over there which is fine positivity but, but here's positivity. the deal positivity keeping it keeping it fresh but so here's the deal i i saw this movie on friday friday afternoon in imax or limax but the sound was literally so loud it almost hurt oh, wow. and that was the only way to see it was great i was like why have i not seen all my movies here it was per, it was so loud it was it was <laughs> fantastic chris i'm going to i'm going to pick up a little bit right where you left off, and then I'll tell you kind of how I how I feel about it. It actually, I've been reading about this, you know, that trailer that that released at Comic Con that got everybody so pumped. Yeah. As most movies are these days, unless it's a, a an A list director that has final cut on his trailers, they're cut together by marketing departments and different production companies. And right. So sure. as this movie, 
the first uh, edits were coming in from from air. Uh, the the studio did get concerned, and it has been confirmed that they actually had the company that made the trailer do a full cut of this film. The with, edited film. Yeah, yeah, the edited film with the with the idea to try and interject it with a little bit more of that vibe and a little bit more of that of that feeling. You can, you you can, can feel it. You can, you can feel it. Yeah, you can definitely tell. <laughs> okay, and so, let me let me interrupt real fast. That I'm looking at a slash film article with a quote from David Ayer. Yeah, uh, a big long paragraph. Um, he's talking about uh, are there deleted scenes, and he said, yeah, we have a chunk, definitely over ten minutes. But he said, but this cut of the movie is my cut. There's right. no sort of right. parallel universe version of the That's movie. Right. The released but, movie is my cut. Right, but right. that is it is his cut. With the other, with the other stuff mixed in that he did not want to have to release that he was forced to release, so and that's fine. He can say that because what else is he going to say? He's not going to go to war with with DC. Sure, sure. but the with point, Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers, I should say. Sorry, but the point here is that it very one of the chief problems with this movie is is the fact that it feels from a pacing standpoint, it is all over the map. It is one thing from scene to scene. Uh, even to the standpoint, like we talked about Harley Quinn, you know her her motivations in this movie, and I'm a Harley Quinn fan from way back. In the comics, the, the the issue with Harley Quinn and Joker is that you know it's an abusive relationship, and there's no doubt that she stays with him, and he he beats her up, he treats her terribly, and she loves him anyway, and so that wasn't testing very well. But even in this movie, you've got one scene where she was forced. Uh, to kind of be with him, and then they try to make it more of like a love thing, and then she willingly willingly goes with him by doing what she does. I don't want to talk about it in spoilers. And so within the same movie, within like 30 or 40 minutes, you're you're getting all these mixed signals, uh, and I think that's indicative of a pro- the problem with this whole movie is that from one minute to the next, it feels one way, and then it literally feels completely different um, because yeah. it seems like they're going for moments than they are for a narrative through line. It was edited poorly. I very, mean, that's just very, the very bottom line. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely. We, we haven't talked too too much about Joker. I actually, I don't mind. I, you know, it's a very unenviable task for, for Jared Leto to, to come in and have to follow Heath Ledger. And this is not a Joker movie, but the marketing has made it appear as if he's in it a lot more. And maybe he was originally intended to be before they tried to go with this quote-unquote lighter yeah, version. And yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I saw enough of him to really have a strong opinion one way or the other. I thought his performance was fine. It was a little bit like Ledger, but it was also Whoa, really. No, you it thought was it was like Ledger in his mannerisms and his aggressiveness physically, because that's not the Joker. The Joker in the real comic world is all about brains and outsmarting everybody and being crazy. And then Ledger was the one that brought this physicality to him and tried to make it like he embodies chaos, right? And so it feels to me as if Leto has a little element of that in there as well. It's like, I'm crazy, I'm out of control, I'm, you know, and that's fine. It's certainly not up to that level. It just, he wasn't in it enough that I, I could really make a, a strong opinion one way or the other. But let me say this. I liked the first, a lot of people didn't like the setup at the beginning of the movie where it's doing like the backstory and the graphic on the screen and it's got like their stats and all that stuff. The first yeah. 30 or 45 minutes of this movie, I was totally in. I yeah. was totally in. I thought the tone of what they were doing at the beginning of this movie was fantastic. I loved getting to spend time with the characters. I loved the way they were interacting. I loved the setup of learning about them, seeing them in the prison, 
leading up to everything that was going to bring them together, how they interacted with the guards. I, I mean, I literally loved all of that. And so like 30 minutes into this thing, I was like, I don't, I think this is great. What are people talking about? And then it becomes a totally different movie. It literally becomes a totally different movie. It's one tone and it's one kind of thing at the beginning. And then it becomes something totally different and disjointed. And like you guys have already said, makes no narrative sense. The Enchantress in this movie, I don't like the way that she was handled. I think that that she is a very interesting comic book character, but she's portrayed differently in this movie in a way that I don't think makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and we can talk more about that when we get into spoilers. But the the reason that they get together, ugh, it's just so... It's too big. I think comic book movies just have this too big problem. If they could have just focused on something smaller, like Daniel said... Get rid of the blue thing in the sky and the faceless armies, and let's just pick something smaller and more grounded, which is what Suicide Squad is anyway. Uh, Let's make a reason for them to be together, something that they actually could accomplish. And when we get into spoilers, we'll talk about why it's ridiculous that they would even be in the situation that they're in anyway. Overall, I'm going to have to echo exactly what you guys say. I cannot say this is not Batman v Superman. This is I didn't leave the movie angry at all. As a matter of fact, I saw it with a friend of mine. We talked about it after the movie. We were like, you know, it's I'm just so disappointed that DC can't nail the landing on these movies. They start off strong and then they just get crazy for no under, you know, for no reason. It's obvious the studio has interfered here. But yeah. even still, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. moments of this movie a great deal uh where I did not in Batman v Superman. I think this is clearly better. And I don't understand the level of hatred that has been levied against this movie at all because uh, I don't think it's deserving of a 27%. And even more so, the tenor of the criticism against it seems almost angry, and that I don't really understand. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say – and this is the thing. Like I'd, I'd say like it just seems as though like people – uh, did not want to like this movie to me. Like it felt like, well, DC is not doing a very good job. We hated Batman versus Superman. And like you said, the Rotten Tomatoes thing is, I feel like almost proof of that because they're the exact same, the exact same levels with the exact same folks who have been reviewing from the, the same places. It just feels like it's just a, uh, 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 we're going to go in, we're going to hate this movie no matter what. And because it wasn't amazing, because it wasn't like the most incredible, like insane thing they've ever seen, they just came back and said, well, you know, we have a problem because it's too dark. Like I've seen that, like even from Jeff Kanata, like that was one of the things that I read from him and I just like didn't understand. He's like, it, it he said, is just was such a nihilistic movie. He said it just so he's like, how dare you ever take your kids to this? I, I would never want my children to see this movie. And I'm just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? It, this is a movie about literally about villains. They're, they're not supposed to have redeeming qualities even if, and if they sh- end up having one, that's that's a bonus for you. That's fine, but don't come in expecting that. I mean, these are all these are supposed to be the bad guys. I mean, that's the way they set up yeah. the entire thing. It's not that's Civil this is supposed War where to be. they're pulling their punches and they're all no. friends. It's suicide. No, squad. no. In fact, see, that's the thing. Like, I wish they would have gone f- harder into it. Like, there's a scene um, later in the movie when Harley Quinn is talking to the rest of them, and they're all talking about kind of like, you know, how far you know they've gone and all that. And Harley Quinn seems gen- genuinely like excited and like ready to do whatever she can she'll be as evil as she needs to be and I, I think man I wish they would have done more of that where like some of them are kind of wrestling with you know being good guy bad guy or doing things at least with limits and some of them just don't care they're not they're going to be a bad guy no matter what and they don't have limits 
and what that the difference of that looks like. I, they could have explored that, but again, I don't think they were uh, they were allowed to do it. It just felt like they were uh, kneecapped at that and said, no, 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 no. They have to be at least redeemable and okay, and you know you can almost see them as heroes. We need to have kids buy their their action figures. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and that's why you know they had to have the faceless kind of gray army. Yeah, because it oh, would have been a hard garbage. Because the way things oh. well, but see, here's the thing though: is the way that the Suicide Squad, and this is historically, you know, there have been many variations of the Suicide Squad over the years, but this one in particular, which is not based on a specific comic, by the way, but the different characters that they chose to assemble for the movie, there's there's only, that's how they would fight. You know, it's what they would do, and the only way they could keep a PG-13 would, is to have, otherwise this would have been a literal have, bloodbath. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, would have been a hard <laughs> yeah. R. They should have, and they should have gone the the Deadpool route. And I guarantee you, there's a there's an email chain somewhere saying, now that Deadpool's done so well, can we do this? Can we go all in? And it was too late by then. I'm sure they're like, no, we've yeah. already shot. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I'm sure they're 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 shooting themselves because they could have, if they would have gone hard R with Suicide Squad, I feel like this movie could have been freaking fantastic. Yeah. But I think that. The studio interfered. They wouldn't let them do the, all the things that they wanted to. And so you get this kind of, like I said, enjoyable mess of a movie. Yeah. And I feel like they really I, could have done something special. I just, But on the flip side of that, too, I'm going to just – this is just me. My, my personal opinion is had they gone hard R and had yeah. they made another dour and just very kind of ruthless no, 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 kind no. of movie, I don't know no, that I would have liked it, you know. I think Deadpool's rated R, and that's not dour and sad. This right, movie but, could... but Ayer's version, according to most of the things that I've read, was was a hardcore, which that's what he's known for. If you see End of Watch right. and Fury, that's why they brought him to this property originally. It was like, we want a real take. This guy's aesthetic fits into our world. And then when they saw the response trailer and saw trailer. everything else, yeah. they're like, oh, it's got to be this other thing. And then those two visions obviously just didn't mesh. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's unfortunate. I do. But, you know, at the same time, like I would have loved to see. Honestly, that's the truth. I would have loved to see either one. Like I'd love to see the silly goofy or the serious. But this this amalgamation of those two things, the the uh, the, the obvious being able to know that someone has messed with this. Uh, you know, there, there there's some odd editing choices. Oh, there are yeah. some weird yeah. moments in here that I'm just like, wait, we're why are we here now? How? How did we get there? Oh, we're going to go back now. It's, there, there's there's a few moments in the film when Flag, right? That's his name, right? Yeah. Uh, Joel, yeah. Um, he uh, he is uh, with Enchantress in a subway, and then all of a sudden we cut, and we have no idea how much time yeah. has passed. That was so weird. Yeah. And and El, and there was no explanation. He's how did you get back back here? This is yeah. not where you just were. The the scene before, and there's no explanation yeah. until. Another hour later, and then you're like, oh, okay. I, man, that would have just been nice yeah. just to at least tell us. So you can tell. You yeah. can tell that those well, two scenes were meant to go together. They just cut them differently sure. to make the film well, even, seem different. Even the dossier stuff at the beginning yeah, um, yeah, yeah. where yeah. that happens, and then we have like a lot of movie, and then – a third or maybe even 40% of the way through, we get more of that. Yeah. And it's yeah. so weird and it it's totally so wrecks the momentum and the pacing. It's like wh either don't have that there or put it where you had it at the beginning. Uh, it's just, it's obvious that the editing on this was just completely disjointed and it messes, yeah. it messes with what could be really exciting. I think. And again, like we said, I'm sorry, Danny, I know you haven't really talked a whole lot, so I don't want to continue. No, go for it. But I think what we, what we do get is this, the glimpse into these characters uh, and a group of people that I think genuinely enjoyed this movie. Like if you hear the actors' reactions to the, the critics – 
they're like totally heartbroken because I think they actually had a really good time making this movie. Uh, and it's it seems as though what their experience with David, the, the director, and and all this stuff, I think has like broken them. They're like, we were making this amazing thing and we thought it was going to be great and now we're getting this reaction. It's just so confusing. I think DC... Honestly, I wish they would be able to have control of their films, just like Marvel does, and I think these movies would be better. But as it is, you know, Warner Brothers has access to all this stuff, and they can do whatever they want, and DC has a little bit of creative control, obviously, but not not to the level that Marvel does. And so we get these kind of weird amalgamation stuff, like you said, characters who aren't exactly who they are in the comics, or aren't really true to the, at least the 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 feeling of those characters um and it's unfortunate i feel like man i wish we we had like a a showrunner for the dcu we don't have that we really don't and i i think that's sort of where my anger comes from i i think i get you guys didn't understand the anger that critics are 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 coming at it with and i get that um because i love so much of this movie but i sort of sympathize with the anger because uh, there was so much promise here that yeah. when it did let me down, it did make me a little angry because I, I know this movie, I saw a better movie in there. Like I can see it, you know, I can reach it and and it's just not there. And so it made me like where Batman versus Superman, the whole thing was just kind of like, eh, whatever. This one, it was like, there was so much good there. And I just, I wish they had could could follow through. But I do, I don't know. I, I understand where you guys are coming from with the whole um, Warner Brothers messing with the, the movie. I get it. And I know that that happens. But honestly, that happens with Star Wars. That happens with Marvel. It does happen with Marvel. It happens with every blockbuster you see. So I, I feel like it's a cop-out, an excuse to just say, ah, oh, no. well, you know, this is a good movie, but the studio, like, yeah, you know. I, there's, there, are, there are varying degrees to that. This is clearly, and, and most of the time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conjecture here, that studio interference and other things are a result of at least somewhat tacitly trying to pull in some sort of creative direction that's the same way. This is like polar opposites. This is like, this is the movie that David Ayer wanted to make, and they were like, oh no, but it's got to be funny because BVS was yeah, too serious, me, and so you got to make it fun. You got to make it funny. You got to throw in all these one-liners. We got to, I mean, when yeah, but let me fight you though. If, 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 so they shoot this movie, you know, maybe, maybe there were, uh, if he had given them, shown them uh, a, a rough cut, that was good. That was good. I don't think they would mess with it that much. And I mm. uh, yes, sometimes they do. But I mean, honestly, like all these studio movies come out. So many studios, studio movies come out every year. And we like a lot of them. And all of them had just as much studio input as this one did. I mean, yeah. I, so oh. I just find it to be a cop out. I, I don't know. Here, here's what I'm. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, this is what. This is all. This is my. This will be my last point. Is that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? You have you have one guy, right. um, uh, Feige, who is in charge of making sure everything works. And he will go to a director and say, "You need to add this into. I don't. I don't care what else you're doing. It's fine. It's great. But you have to have." this scene to set up your next movie. Now that's interference. I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Yes. But he, the, that Feige has an idea of Feige or whatever, how you pronounce it. He has an idea of where the universe is going, right? Where, where they're taking this thing. And you can see the arc uh, mm -hmm. and, and you say as much as you will. Sometimes that interference is bad. Sometimes you get like a, you know, an Avengers two deal. Yeah. And I, I get that. That's fine. It's absolutely true. But the DCU doesn't have that. Uh, Zack Snyder was supposed to be that, and then they 
they, they sidelined him and brought in a new guy, and then they sidelined him to with with, with to have a, another guy with him. So now there's two guys, and there was all before Suicide Squad or after Suicide Squad had already been shot. And so that's all I'm saying is, is what happened is, is I think that these guys, the restructuring of the DCU, quote unquote, caused this movie to happen the way it was. Because before that, it was Zack Snyder who was influencing this. He Zack Snyder was supposed to be the guy. You know what I mean? Right, Chris, right. Fr- Christopher Nolan gave it to Zack Snyder and then Zack Snyder was supposed to take it on and do the whole thing. And Warner Brothers quickly said after Man of Steel, no, not so quite. We're going to have to restructure this. Yeah, and and I think that's what I'm saying. You can't undersell the negative reaction because I've, I've, you know, and you take it with a grain of salt, but I've read literally dozens of articles concerning the reaction that Warner Brothers had to the critical reaction to Batman v Superman, yeah. where they felt like they were going to have a the movie to set up their universe and even though it made 850 million worldwide they expected it to make north of a billion and the fact that it was eviscerated in the public opinion made them immediately just like burn the whole house down and try to figure it out and unfortunately for this movie it was already well into production when that happened right so uh, yeah. all right well i'll tell you what let's uh let's go around and give our final uh, our final thoughts here and then we'll jump into some spoilers very quickly and then we'll move to our top three so daniel what do you think should people see this if so should they see it in the movie theater uh, or is it a rental or should they skip it well they should see it with their movie pass chad um right. no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no uh yes i think you should see it in theaters i think there is so much good here that i think I think most people will enjoy themselves. Um, it's not a perfect movie by any means, far from it. But it's there's a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun moments, some great characters. So yeah, I think you should see it in the theater, definitely. Okay, Chris, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it the entire night, but yes, go see it with a group of friends. Go see it with a group of friends who like who like fun movies. It is a fun mess. Uh, don't expect anything to be like. Don't, don't expect an amazing plot. Just expect to have some fun with some crazy crazy characters there's not a moral of the story here there's not something you're going to take back and and discuss and say what did that mean and what well actually there might be some some of that stuff actually there's some cool some cool foreshadowing of future events in in this movie for for movies that are upcoming but yes go see it it's fun it's a mess hey it's a summer movie go do it i I think you'll enjoy it and i will say that i can't recommend that you should see it in the theater but I will recommend it as a rental. I don't think it is um, – if you want to see it in a theater, great. Uh, but I think that – I don't think you should skip it. Although, I guess maybe, depending on who you are, I think that there is <laughs> enjoyment to be had here. I think uh, Daniel is right in his assessment that you can clearly see the trappings of a good, well-made film in here. I do think that there's probably one character too many in here. We'll talk about that a little bit in yes. the spoilers. But uh, I think overall there are enough good things about this. Don't believe the hype that this is some offense to nature and it's so evil and so mean. And I don't, I just really don't isn't. understand that at all. Yeah. I think that's carryover effect and groupthink, and I'd reject that outright. Um, Amen. But it doesn't. Amen. But it doesn't mean that it's a good movie because it's really not. But but uh, it's a hot mess. there's it's, hot it's, mess. it's a mess. It's a mess. So with that, <laughs> let's move into spoilers for Suicide Squad. The first rule of Fight Club is. You do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. 
However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. I have to say, since we're on spoilers, one thing yeah. that I was blown away by was the fact that I had no idea who the villain of this movie was going into it. Um, yeah, right. And that yeah. was really incredible to me. And then when you found out, you wish you but, didn't know. <laughs> exactly. Then I was so mad. It really, it really was. It was a. It was a. It really sucked, didn't it? Because yeah. I didn't know either. I, there's a shot in the trailer that shows her brother. What I don't even know the names of these people besides Enchantress. But you know, the, her brother tearing up the subway, and everybody's like, "Ooh, it could be this character from the DC. It could be this." And it's none of that. It's just something they made up. And I'm just like, "Are you?" This blows my mind. Why would you do that? Why would you, why would you do this? There's no reasonable, yeah, reason to yeah. do that. that not only, sense. not only, she is. So in essence, the plot, quote unquote, is the Suicide Squad comes together, and then one of the Suicide Squad becomes the villain, and then that justifies their existence in the first place. Which it's like is, the Mission Impossible. It's so uh, it's so bad. But they, they didn't even come together with her. She not, wasn't even part no, of it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> they didn't even know her. And that, that was another thing too. Is is that none of these at the end where they're supposed to have these like meaningful moments? Like they didn't know her. They right. they, had, yeah, they never met her. And right. it didn't. It shouldn't. They shouldn't have cared. There was there was some sort of like I know obviously Rick Flag, but again they're villains. They don't. They, yeah. Yeah, they I just care. wish they could have they could have pushed hard into the fact that they don't freaking care. Exactly. They just want to get back and you know do what they've got to do. Yeah. And that last good. that entire last battle scene, I hated the smoky yeah. room where they just all kind of took turns trying to run so, up and punch her. It was Ghostbusters the, again. The it was Ghostbusters again. Ghostbusters, yeah. the same stupid thing. Like, yeah. what are they doing? It like, how, how poorly Ugh. choreographed? It was not exciting. Yeah. Uh, you didn't care about the villain. And let me say this. Her brother, uh, you know, the Enchantress's brother, shouldn't even oh, be in this movie. It, oh, no. it lo- he looked terrible. The CGI was awful. It didn't look like yeah. it was a part of the same movie. And it served no purpose. It should not have even been there. And I'll say this, too, and this this is just my own personal opinion. I don't think Katana should have been in there. Uh, no, not at all. Katana is a great character with a rich history in D.C., and she's got a lot of cool things to do. But why is she in this movie? She's never been in Suicide Squad. So if you just take a step back and think about it, all she did was take away from time that we could have spent with more of the characters that are in there, learning more about them, spending more time together. I do think that was just – those two characters in in particular bothered me. I thought both of them were – could have, could have been removed with with no no problem at all. I think there's yeah, just well, a, a little I, bit too much because listen, I can't deny she had cool moments, but she didn't need to be in this movie. It's just great. it's too bloated. It's just too and bloated. I have the same feelings about Joker. I think he did fine in the role. He didn't blow me away, but he did fine. But he serves no purpose in this movie. We could have had all of Harley Quinn's quote unquote emotional arc could have been accomplished if he was not even in this movie. Um, in fact, I wish that he hadn't been in the movie one minute until, until the, the very, very end. end. And yeah. that scene, exactly as it is, that scene was great at the end where he comes and breaks her out of jail or whatever. That would have been an awesome moment and then set him up for the next movie to be maybe the big villain of the next movie or something like that. That would have been awesome. But he was a waste. He was he, He's such a big character that you can't use him a tiny bit. and Because and, it was just a waste of time. Like, I wanted to see more of him. 
and we weren't given that. It was just weird. Yeah, yeah. I will say this though. I loved how much they used Batman. I loved. I thought it was just enough. I loved the opening scene with Deadshot yeah. and Batman. I thought Very all good, of that so good. All and of that was great. I honestly didn't expect to see Ben Affleck in this movie. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think he was going to be. I, th- I thought Batman was going to be in it. I thought we would see him on because we see him in the trailer on top of that car. But I, from what I had heard when I read it, I thought they had said that like, you know, Batman's supposed to be in this movie like what. Uh, from the villain's perspective so he was going to be like totally black and like horrifying to them and like they didn't you know they they, they would only show him in the shadows like you know what what you'd see from their pov no like that scene with will smith i thought was really great in fact i wish i honestly wish i really do that it would have been a will smith movie they would have just focused on his character the rest of them could have been all terrible people i mean you know what i mean and will smith is the only one who has any redeeming value in him but no they wanted to give all of them art and all of them it was it just did oh it just pissed me off because will smith's so good yeah he's let, so watchable yeah, i man. wish it would have just followed him and i have yeah. to say that i i was very skeptical about will smith not in general because i'm a huge will smith fan but sure. his dead shot i was i was like i he don't was, know i don't he know was, he was he's great. not gonna wear the mask you know all this stuff because he's a movie star and we have to see his face and all that but i gotta tell you the way that he was portrayed for me I thought was I thought he was excellent. I, he was yeah. funny. That whole scene where he's on the shooting range and he's talking about sit, putting his daughter through school. Here, are my <laughs> expectations was hysterical. Yes. Great, and it was also yeah, exciting. You know, to see his skills in action. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like the first 35 minutes of this movie, I was like, this. I'm finally they finally done it. And then I was yeah. like, oh no, they they have yeah. not. They have not done it. Well, see, the the first thirty minutes, if they would if it would, if it would have been edited better, I still think it was just too clunky and just it was too much. Like again, that was what I was saying. I felt like they hit the gas in the brakes, hit the gas. It just it was getting you know whiplash from the from the go and then stop and then go and then stop and then we'd get back to the enchantress talking to you know the people in the Pentagon and then we'd come back to the and then we'd and it was just like okay, what where are we going with this? Right. And they again like it didn't pay off and that was and the problem i think a big part of that has to do with uh you're right it's the editing and and, and uh waller really was was kind of a crappy character wasn't she i i, I wasn't a big fan of hers because oh, she's great well, i thought she was wonderful and and that, the, the, she's actually the one place where i see the grits and i knew what david was going for cuz when she just cold blood blood kills those FBI or CIA guys in that uh in the safe house that she was in like that was like the moment when you knew She's a bad like she that, is. That's consistent with her character in the comics. She's oh, just like a no nonsense. Just so what? What I was what what I meant. Well, I phrased that poorly. What I mean is her whole setup, the whole well, the movie's setup. Her her talking to the FBI or whoever it was and and pitching the Suicide Squad. It has no purpose. It's just like I want to get bad guys together. And and they talk about well, what if suicide? What if Superman had ripped the roof off the White House? But it's like there's no reason. And they just started gathering them together before there was any reason. Right. No, and then no all that's of a sudden- not true. That's not true. Superman was dead. Superman right. was dead now. So they need because they know that there are super villains out there. If Superman's dead and we have another super 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 bad bad villain that we don't control, then we need to have a pro- so the only ones that we know that we have access to are the ones that we have caught. So let's train these guys to be the villains, but train them to be good guys to protect us yeah, against. Th- but that the- was weak. It didn't work because what that's but what all they-, they did all they did was release a like I get that that's the premise of Suicide Squad. But I'm not I get it. But like the way they explained it, 
did not make a lick of sense. All they did was, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, let's re- no. let's release a bunch of villains in order to protect us from a bunch of villains. And they I didn't explain it any further than that. And so it was I, like... I, I totally... And that, that was one of the things I said, is I totally agree that they did not... They, they didn't justify it. Is yeah, the, not at all. Say, is, is that they went from... There's a moment in the jail where they all basically say... You know, no. Will Smith is kind of thinking about it, but the rest of them are all like, "No, screw you." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then there they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just, just like at the end too. One of the funniest things in the movie is Flag, or who was it that said, uh, "You're free to go." And so Boomerang just walks away, and that's hilarious. And then He's literally crazy. in the next scene, he just walks back up. Yeah. He's like, "I'm he here." Walks up. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn did the. Harley Quinn did the exact same thing. I'm gone. I'm my chip's good. I'm fine. I'm free. And then she shows back up. <laughs> so random. Yeah, dude, and her so, chip, get, her chip then gets reactivated. They never explained that, by the yeah, way. That suddenly, it's crazy. It, it, there's just a whole bunch of those kind of like, I, I, you can tell. You can tell that there are, there's a cut of this movie, or there at least there are scenes in this movie that they shot or were going to shoot that justified all this stuff, but they totally left out just for timing purposes or to to make it feel lighter. Well, and it's heard, not it's not just stuff that they left out. They they did spend millions of dollars on reshoots to add yeah, I, in some of the stuff. So I think that's also yeah. where probably the problem came in is they added in all this stuff that was so that didn't connect with what had already been done. Yeah, yeah, no, you're 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 probably right. Yeah, um, what did you guys think of the uh, other DC universe interactions? So we already mentioned Batman a little bit. There's a stinger at the end with Bruce Wayne. Did you guys like uh, that that sequence? The that stinger scene? was garbage. Stinger was garbage. Really? Uh, absolutely, yeah, because man. it doesn't make any sense. He it, he already had that information. We had multiple scenes in Batman vs Superman, more than one scene of him getting information on all these people. He had to like bribe Wonder Woman or whatever it was to get information on these people. No, he but didn't. Then, or whatever. I don't remember what it was in the first movie, but he got all that information. He didn't. And, he, di- he didn't know where they were. And that's the thing about Amanda Waller. That's kind of why I like Suicide Squad. And I think they were kind of brilliant in doing this is that Amanda Waller has been doing all of the research with the government's resources to get all of this information about where Aquaman is. And that's what he was asking about, okay, obviously. But is isn't, where... isn't he the world's greatest detective? Isn't, yeah, isn't not, that... not in this universe, he's not. <laughs> Clearly not. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I, he, he, he had is. to make a deal with Amanda Waller. Uh, he had to basically tell Amanda Waller he was Batman. I know he didn't say that, but she knows he's Batman. Like, what the heck? Well, that's just her character. Her character in the, in the comics, and again, that's not a defense because the movie is its own thing. But she's she, a, uh, she's she, a Nick Fury. Yeah, she, she's the yeah. Nick Fury of this universe, sort of, where she has no superpowers, but she's not intimidated by anybody. I actually enjoyed the exchange where you know she's like, "Stop working nights," and he's like, "We'll take it from here." I mean, I think that's cool. The problem like is, it. it's difficult for me to get excited about it because DC can't make good movies yet, and so until <laughs> they can, you know, even the footage that I saw uh, that leaked from Comic Con. Uh, of the uh, Justice League, again, I just like I can just see Zack Snyder's fingerprints all over it. So all I can do is hope. All I can do is hope. So what did you guys think of uh, the Flash? Were you expecting that? I wasn't expecting the Flash. I wasn't. Show up. I uh, wasn't either. It was. It, I. Um, I just don't like the don't, lightning stuff. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like I, I loved the way Batman was involved, and I don't know something about that scene just caught me off guard. I don't know. I can't exactly put my did finger you, on it, but I wasn't a big fan you, of it. 
Did you hear that Zack Snyder directed that scene? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so I will say this, that Wonder Woman looks great. (laughs) So I'm hoping that that's good. Uh, We better wrap it up here. Anything else you want to talk about in spoilers before we go to the top three? Uh, no, I don't think I just I just I'm done with the blue light into the sky. I think oh my that, gosh. Needs, that, that trope needs to it's gotta die. Go away. It's got to go. Unbelievable. Away. Like I, it's, it's truly unbelievable that that was in this movie. I can't believe it. There believe was it. Yeah. there's been a believe dozen it. movies with that. I can't believe it. Well, see, that's the thing, too, because honestly, I thought that it was it was a red herring because like they made fun, like, oh, we're going to the giant ring of trash. And, this guy. Yeah. and I thought it, I thought it was going to kind of they were going to play off of it. It's like, come on, guys, where's the joke? Not, not really what we're doing, right? It's not actually. No, it is. It it is. It is what. Oh my gosh! So and then the upsetting. end happened, and I was like, I, "Why? Why?" Yeah. It it whimpers out. It's one of those things like when they when they first got to the city and they're tracking the enchantress. You've got like an hour and fifteen minutes left in the movie, uh, and this was like their first quote unquote official mission. And I kept waiting for like them. I thought, oh, they do something first and bond as yeah. a team and then whatever. And then I was like, oh no. This is the movie. This is the I movie. Wasn't ex- this is what I we're doing. Ex- I wasn't expecting them to find Amanda Waller. That that was an interesting kind of twist ish. I, yeah, I guess a twist that you a twist that you didn't know was coming and that really didn't pay off all that much. But I still was like, <laughs> yeah. I still was like, oh, that's interesting. So she was there and she's using them for her own yeah. purposes, literally for her own purposes. It kind of gives you a little an idea of of her. Who she is. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But I just yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but it, it, it was really it was like this big huge moment in the movie for them to find her, and it was just like, oh, okay, oh, it's just like, yeah, okay, you can yeah. still kill like, us. Exactly, right, moving like, on. Oh. Yeah, that was it was supposed to be this huge payoff that this was a big twist, and it was didn't care at all. No. Yeah. Oh well. Bummer. All right. Well, ho- here's hoping that Wonder Woman gets it right. I will say this though, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, it is, however small it may be, it's in the right direction. So, with that, let's jump into our top three. Three, two, one. The top three. All right, so inspired by Suicide Squad, obviously one of the standout characters in the movie is Harley Quinn. Everybody's talking about her. Margot Robbie played Margot Robbie played the character fantastically, and so that got us thinking about the best female action heroes. So for tonight's top three, that's exactly what we're going to talk about: our favorite female action heroes in all of cinema. This could be characters, this could be movies that they've led, uh, this could be actresses, whatever you want to do. As usual, we have no rules. So let's explore that a little bit. Yes. Chris, what is your number three female action hero? I'm going to go with Daenerys Targaryen uh, from Ah. Game of Thrones. Uh, She is absolutely... The Mother of Dragon. She's fantastic, and especially in this last season, if you're caught up with Game of Thrones, holy cow... Holy cow, she lays the smack down. It is incredible, and her character's, I think, going to get even better from here. Unless they just kill her off in the first episode. Who knows? But Daenerys Targaryen, for me, uh, is definitely a standout. Good you want to know something? Good I've never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Man, it's One greatness. of these days. It's the greatness. One of these it days. it the is greatness. great. This you is, need to, you this, need... And this season is, in my opinion, the best season yet. It was fantastic. Beyond the best. Listen, you just you need to let that movie pass laps and just spend some time <laughs> watching Game of Thrones. It, it, I'm actually waiting for it to like end, so that way I'll just binge watch the whole thing. That's what I'm waiting for. It's already, You already got six seasons, Daniel. True. You, you got plenty. You got 60 hours <laughs> worth of stuff right now. Okay, so Chad, uh, one question I forgot to ask Chris, so we'll get back to that. But uh, Chad, uh, what were your rules here? I'm always interested to hear the rules uh, of the top three. So give us your rules, and then what is your number three female action star? 
Well, my, my rules for this one, I started off was going to narrow it down to favorite scenes uh, within a movie, but I opened it up and actually just picked characters from a, a movie, my favorite uh, action or slash comic heroines, if you will. And so my number three, and I don't know that you guys will, I know you'll remember, but you maybe won't appreciate it as much. And it was honestly easy for me to kind of forget too, because the movie is not that great, but the portrayal of this character I think is great. Uh, And it's a comic character, not a hero, but actually a villain. And that is Selina Kyle as Catwoman in Batman Returns. Uh, I watched this movie, uh, goodness, 30 times when I was younger and specifically because of her performance back in the day before you kids were probably running around at all it was really kind of a one of a kind kind of performance and empowering but also uh, it wasn't she was certainly sexy but it wasn't a it wasn't her character wasn't based on her sexiness it was she was uh, very interesting and I, I watched that movie again recently about maybe six seven months ago and the movie's still not very good but her performance in it is great so uh, she's scary yeah. i remember her being scary yeah yeah so that's my number three really really strong performance by uh, michelle pfeiffer all right so for uh for my list I, I there are a couple whenever you're talking about best action female action stars or characters there's a couple that are always on every list so i wanted to avoid there are a couple obvious ones uh, i'll mention them in my honorable mentions just in case somebody else already has them so i wanted to avoid some of the more obvious ones i did my best at least first on my list is hit girl from kick-ass she was just such an awesome character uh and hilarious and just really took control of that movie and uh and was like independent and uh really did an awesome job in that movie so yeah hit girl i agree that's my number three she was great yeah so all right chris so i didn't ask you what are your rules for this list and then your number two pick I just picked strong women uh, that that did not need other people to tell them what to do, uh, and yeah. and they were able to execute no matter you know what it was. So just strong, independent women. And as I'm saying that, I'm realizing that I left one out. Oof! I don't know if I'm I'm maybe changing my list on the fly. You always <laughs> do that. You always change stuff. No, but see, as soon as I said it, just like that, I'm like, you know what? There's one that I just, I actually already mentioned. I guess I'm going to leave it on uh, the the honorable mentions, even though she probably deserves to be in this top three. But number two for me, uh, you know, I watched Jurassic Park. That had a huge impact on me as uh, growing up. And the other movie that I absolutely loved growing up that made a huge impact on me and made me want to go into movies was uh, James Cameron's Terminator 2 and Sarah Connor. Uh, she is absolutely amazing. Terminator two, her role in that is just, it's spectacular from her beginning in that mental ward to, uh, coming to, to grips with the fact that it's happening again and then being able to take advantage take control of the situation. It's she's great. Sarah Connor, Terminator two. Yes. Yeah, that was one of the ones that has to be on on, on these lists somewhere. I knew that was going to show up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I still remember as a, a younger, you know, boy seeing her and being like, wow, she looks ripped. You know, like she came <laughs> yeah. to play. She was, you don't mess with her. That was, that's a great pick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Chad, moving on to you. Your number two female action star. My number two is kind of boring and all that, but I have to be <laughs> true to myself because I don't care. I am a 
huge Quentin Tarantino fan. I have posters. I have all of his movies, and there's just no way I couldn't have The Bride from Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Specifically, if you want to do, originally this was the scene in Kill Bill 1, The Bride versus the Crazy 88s. But she's just a character that, first of all, I think Kill Bill 2 is a masterpiece, and Kill Bill 1 is a companion. Those two together are just magnificent filmmaking. And uh, and she's bad to the bone. A revenge flick, one of the world's deadliest assassins, and one of my favorite uh, film series. So for me, it's got to be The Bride. Nice. Yeah. Nice pick. Nice pick. So uh, my number two is a male-led movie, uh, but the true hero of the film is is a woman. It is the Angel of Verdun, Rita Rose Ratsky from Edge of Tomorrow, uh, Emily Blunt's character. Oh, uh, okay. She completely stole that movie. Um, I thought she was awesome, and uh, and she was really, you know, Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Cruise's character didn't have a clue what he was doing. He was lost, and uh, and she was the one who trained him, and, and uh, yeah, she really stole that movie for me, so I thought it was great. All right. All right. So, uh, Chris, your number one female action star of all time. This immediately come, came to my mind when I was thinking about movies with a strong female uh, character in it. I went with it, and uh, I'm not sure I would now that I'm revisiting my list, but it's okay. It's all good. Uh, that would be Trinity from The Matrix. I Trinity knew you were going to pick that. Man, she is fantastic uh, in that movie she's mysterious she doesn't take crap from anyone and uh you know it, it I, I i loved i loved her role so trinity from the matrix nice good, good pick. pick all right chad yours to no one's surprise uh, i actually am going to combine two people that <laughs> play the same character but years and years apart one because it's indelibly imprinted on my memory growing up and two the more modern version because it was just bad to the bone again uh and that is ursa from superman 2 who was the kryptonian uh who fought superman and had her hair slicked back and was just wicked i mean like crazy moves fought superman and then her in man of steel analogous to her character was also from the comic universe and i'll pronounce the name wrong but it's like uh feora you and she played the female version of the Kryptonian that fought Kal-El in Man of Steel. And, the, and of course, because technology has advanced so far, she actually showed you what it would be like when uh, super gods fought each other. You know, she has the scene where she, like, dispatches the helicopter crew just like, just unbelievable stuff. And so for me, I remember that character specifically, and because I love Superman too so much I was just always enthralled with her character specifically you are weak son of hell unsure of yourself <laughs> the fact that you possess a sense of morality and we do not gives us an evolutionary advantage all right that was an unexpected pick I did not uh, didn't even occur to me so nice all right, so for my number one pick, I chose a character who, um, this is a little more obvious, but this is a more recent character that will certainly, anytime people are talking about the best female characters, um, best female action stars, I think this one will certainly be on the list throughout the next few decades. This one will remain. And that is Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road. She was an amazing character. Another male-led movie um, where the real hero of the movie was, uh, was a woman. And um, no doubt. and Furiosa completely owned that movie, and um, yeah, so an amazing character, really well executed. Yeah, so 
those are our top three lists. Uh, guys, did you have any honorable mentions? Chad, Chris, any any uh, things you left off the list? I had two, and they've already both been said. One was uh, Trinity from The Matrix, and the other was Hit Girl, believe it or not. She actually, nice. I went back and forth with her whether she would be my number three or not, because she's kick-ass too, not so much, but the first one, yeah. she's really great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I had uh, Furiosa on my list, and the one that I almost should have uh, maybe bumped Daenerys off, uh, maybe even Sarah, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I can't believe I didn't <laughs> put her on there. Uh, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer should have should, should be in my top three. You are no true fan, sir. No true fan. <laughs> no, no, I just, I honestly, yeah, I wasn't. I just, uh, I, I, you know, there's so many uh, that I just kind of glossed over that. So anyway. Buffy. Nobody mentioned uh, Ripley. I was expecting that one uh, high up on some people's lists. Uh, well, I may have ruined that because I put that out on Slack as an, as like <laughs> right. an example of. Uh, and the reason why I did that is because I was listening to a, a Comic-Con panel of the 30th anniversary of Aliens, which is fascinating. If you don't already follow the Q&A podcast, you should. Uh, and the newest episode is this panel of the 30th anniversary of Aliens with the entire cast and director and producer. It's 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 great. It's a fantastic listen. Awesome. And then uh, I also didn't hear anybody uh, mention Black Widow from uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so yeah, she was on my list as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is our top three list for this episode. Uh, chime in with your uh, with your responses to the same question. Let us know on Facebook uh, what you thought of our lists. What we forgot. I'm sure there's some glaring omissions on some of our lists. So let us know what we missed and uh, let us know what you disagreed with. Again, don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast, and join us for our summer recap episode coming at you next, where we talk about Ghostbusters, Star Trek, and Jason Bourne. We'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.